Welcome to Touch Technology Review today. A quick follow-up video on the iPhone XR. I purchased this about three months ago and I'm now going to give you some commentary on how I've found it over the past few months. In a previous video, I completed an unboxing and review. So if you're interested in seeing that, seeing the full details and specifications of the phone and how it compares against the XS, feel free to check that video out. I'll leave a link in the description box below. But this video really has to do with my opinion and my experience of using the phone over the past few months. Now, it's no secret that I'm not a big fan of the latest iPhones. I tend to be uh, basically using it because I am embedded into the Apple ecosystem to some degree. So I tend to find myself upgrading out of necessity more than the desire to actually acquire one of their new phones. I think some of the competitors such as Samsung and Huawei are perhaps outperforming them at the moment. I know it's going to be quite controversial if you're an Apple fan, but that's the reality. We're seeing much better specifications coming out of some of these other manufacturers and the iPhone tends to be lagging behind and releasing their features six months to 12 months later. Anyway, despite all that, let's go ahead and talk about my experience with the iPhone XR. Now, the first thing that most people are concerned about and they're asking about on social media is the quality of the screen. The XR, for those of you who don't know, doesn't have as high a quality screen that you'll find on the XS. The resolution is slightly less and it's not full HD. So what does that mean to you when you're using it? In terms of using apps, social media, and general purpose application, when you're looking at the screen itself, you could barely tell the difference in the resolution. Where the difference might come in is when you're using games or if you're choosing to stream or watch full HD or 4K video. Now, this is still not a major problem because usually at the distance that you're viewing the video and given the size of the screen, it still looks reasonably good and it's very hard to tell the difference between the quality of this screen and the iPhone XS until you get really close and personal with it, which is not your general user experience. Also, I tend to believe that most of us will be viewing HD content on a larger screen, be it a, a tablet or being at our TVs. So it's not necessary to have full HD on an iPhone, but certainly I get the point that if you're paying so much and it still is close to $1,000, you expect to have full HD that is comparable with any other smartphone in its league. So that has been a letdown for the 10R. It has been disappointing in terms of the specifications, but in real world usage, you're probably not gonna notice the difference. So if that's what's holding you back, I don't see the screen as being a major problem. The other thing that people criticize, of course, is that notch, and I'm one of those. I don't like the notch. If it was up to me, I would have preferred them to have kept a slightly larger bezel at the top and embedded the camera into it rather than cut away in the screen and provide this notch. It's kind of distracting when you're watching videos. It's not really elegant and it just doesn't quite seem right to me. And I think the notch design is probably gonna run its course in 2019 to 2020. And there'll be other solutions rolled out like pinhole cameras on the corner or a very small camera sitting somewhere at the top of the bezel. So I think we're gonna see the notch design disappear slowly. But in the meantime, if you wanna get this latest generation of uh, Apple iPhone, you're going to be stuck with a notch, unfortunately. 
Now, the other thing I don't really like about it is the fact that they've removed the button. Now, I come from the iPhone 6S Plus. That was my previous phone, so I waited a long time to update. And I must say that them having done away with the home button actually makes the phone harder to use, especially with such a large screen. For example, the gesture to replace seeing all your apps open requires a very long swipe and hold into the middle of the screen, which is really quite difficult to do. Uh, I much preferred double clicking the button. I much preferred having a tactile button on the phone to use. And I think a lot of you may miss that. Nonetheless, you do tend to get used to it. Also, it just seemed to be much easier the previous version of the iPhone without the notch in that you would just swipe from the top in one place. Now you have the option to swipe to the left or the right and get a different result. So again, they're creating a lot of complexity in the UI, which is kind of going against Apple's whole philosophy of providing the most easy to use and simple device. So I think something's lacking there in iOS uh, and the fact that they've taken away that tangible home button. In terms of that home button, once again, it also doubled up as a fingerprint scanner, which was really quite unique at the time. It was highly applauded and people love that functionality. They've now taken away the fingerprint scanner and replaced it with 3D Face ID. So in terms of how that translates, it is a great technology. It allows you to unlock your phone in seconds. It's very fast. The only downside with Face ID is that sometimes in bad lighting, in the wrong angle, or if you're wearing sunglasses, for example, or a hat, it's not gonna recognize your face and it will lock you out of your phone. You've gotta type in your pin number. So Face ID isn't perfect yet. And I think in many respects, Touch ID was great technology. I'm not sure why they removed it completely. Perhaps if they had kept it in there and given us the option to go, to choose between whether we wanted Face ID or a fingerprint scanner. Maybe a fingerprint will come back in a future version of the iPhone, but for now, this latest generation will require the use of Face ID to easily unlock your phone. In terms of the camera quality, the iPhone XR is very comparable to the XS, but there's one very distinct difference. And the XS has the dual lens, which means you can get telephoto capability. Telephoto means that you can zoom into your subject. It's great for travel, and it's also great for portraiture. It'll give you a much more flattering portrait, and it will enhance that background blur effect. The computational photography that's available on the XR is very similar to the XS when you go into portrait mode. It will allow you to change the bokeh or background blur, which is great. And the only difference is that on the XR, you have a slightly wider shot because it's a wider lens. Whereas when you go into portrait mode on the XS, it will give you the telephoto mode and it will bring that subject in closer and look more flattering. So in terms of the quality of the photos and the quality of video, the XR and the XS are comparable. And I think it's come a long way. This generation of phone is probably comparable amongst any other phone on the market today. Having said that, one of the phones that I was considering was the Huawei P20, for example, which has a 40 megapixel camera, three lenses, and incredible specs on uh, the camera itself and also the things that it can do with computational photography. So I think the camera on the iPhone is falling behind somewhat in terms of its competitors. But nonetheless, I think if you're an iPhone user and you're accustomed to the, the interface and you've been using their phones for some time, that the camera will be a big upgrade for you and you'll be more than satisfied. Now, before I wrap up the video, there are a couple of further omissions I'd like to remind you of. 
That is the removal of Force Touch on the iPhone XR. It's still available on the XS. Force Touch was first introduced on the iPhone 6S, which is the phone that I've come from. Having said that, I don't miss this feature in any way. Force Touch just enables you to interact with the phone in a slightly different manner, and I'm not missing it in any way, so not a big issue for me. There is also the removal of the 3.5 headphone jack, which may be an issue for some of you who use other headphones. Now, if you've got any questions in particular about the 10R that you'd like me to answer that I haven't covered today, feel free to put those questions in the comments box below. If you've got one and you wanna share your experiences, uh, the things you like about it and don't like, and you wanna share it with our channel members, feel free to put those comments in the comments box below also. And once again, don't forget, if you did enjoy the video, hit the like button and consider subscribing to the channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell next to subscribe so you'll be notified of up and coming video releases. Thanks again. See you on the next one. Bye for now.